0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Paranormal Horizons with your hosts Jason O'Fear and Psychic Medium Sherry. The show is about to begin.
0: Hello, hi, this is Paranormal Horizons, and we're having some problems coming through. So um, we're going to see if uh, Jason can call in and see what happens. I was not able to get through, so um, we'll try and see what happens. So I'm going to start out with the intro, and I hope everybody is doing well, and we'll see what happens. Okay, so let me see. Hold on. Okay. Hold on to see. We've had some audio difficulties. Hey, Jason, are you there?
1: Can you oh, hear my me? Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah, we made it. Yeah, we yeah, Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, that was really weird. I don't know. My system says was... it's operating correctly.
0: Weird. Now you can go, okay, yay, we made it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So uh, anyway, uh yeah, sorry for a little bit of an interruption. I tried to call in, I couldn't hear and we just had some issues going on, but uh we're live and we're going to talk about uh, Christmas or anything that comes to my to our mind. Um I hope everybody's okay and um early Merry Christmas greetings and uh uh what's been happening with you, Jason?
1: Not a whole lot. I'm not used to calling in on that telephone. <laughs> this, is, this is odd for me.
0: I know. It's like we were almost ready to bag it. I told Jason, I said, okay, let me try it. Let me, let me try it in my end and see what happens. <laughs> well, now I'm a little concerned okay.
1: because my my mic is working, so I don't know what is happening.
0: I don't either. I was like trying to call in and uh, I, I couldn't hear you. And the music was playing, but I was waiting for you to uh, put me on. And uh, but anyway, we're we're live on air. Hey, anybody wants to call in, they can call in for any questions or any concerns or anything about anything, uh, including the Paranormal One Two One Five Three Eight Three three nine 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 again if you want to call in it's one two one five three eight three
1: three nine nine nine. Well, so yeah, what what, what are you gonna talk about tonight? I do have one paranormal related thing I wanted to uh, mention.
0: Okay. Uh, well
1: but what are you I wanna
0: say see- I, I, really want to, I really want to put out a couple shout-outs um, a couple times, and um, I'm just really uh, very honored. I, I'm really excited. Um, as most people would know, I'm, I'm mostly uh, I'm Vietnamese and a little bit of Chinese and a little bit of Mongolian in, in my blood. And uh, this is the first year I am so excited to be part of the Vietnamese community of Oregon, the Tet Festival. So basically, it's the Chinese New Year. It's the Vietnamese New Year, and I'm going to be part of that. So I'm really excited, and thank you. Thank you so much, Al, for uh, accepting me and being able to go and do some Chinese medicine, give back to the Vietnamese uh, community, community that anybody wants to Join us! We're going to be at the Portland, um, the, the Vietnamese Community of Oregon Festival over there, uh, off at 82nd in Portland. So, I want to give a big shout out. The a big festival. They're going to have a lot of booths. They're going to have some lucky envelope ceremony, traditional uh, dancing, I, I, entertainment. You know, you you know, you name it. It's going to be a really big festival. It's usually held at the civic or the convention center, but this time. They're going to be at the SF Supermarket over there on 82nd. So I just want to give a big shout-out for that event. I'll be there doing Chinese medicine, doing some readings. But thank you, Al, for, um, you know, just having me there as part of the community. Very cool. Yay. Okay, Jason, go ahead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, not much going on on this end. I'm just busy working. I'm I'm a little bit excited because – I'm going to be transferring to a hospital to work part-time, near full-time, but it's still part-time. So I'm excited for that, um, you know, awesome hours, 9 to 3.30.
0: Nice. If I can have my afternoons
1: to myself. What's that?
0: Where's that going to be? In Portland?
1: No, oddly enough, you know, I've commuted my whole life to work. And uh sick of the traffic situation, but it is oddly enough, it's two miles from where I live. So
0: Oh wow. <laughs> how to, I'm be how were you little able? How were you able to pull that off? My gosh. Cool.
1: Well I, hey, Duke, I was hired. Callers,
0: to... Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I was uh I was uh I was just a hired a temp, a temporary employee, and uh, I had the choice. I could go full time in the big laboratory, or I could transfer to a different location part time. And hell yeah, part time, work less. It sounds awesome. Um, yeah. So you said we have a caller.
0: Yeah, we have. Should we take that call and see what happens?
1: That's uh, your call. You're you're running the show tonight. I'm just. Uh, here. No, you
0: can run the show. <laughs> hey, we're both running the show. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Go ahead. I'll take that call to, to see who that is. Okay, let me get on. All right. Hey, welcome to Paranormal Horizons. Uh, where are you calling from? Hello? Hello?
1: They might just be listening, too. So.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so, I'm just gonna put the what the x I think I'm just do the x there we go, okay, so anyway, um yeah, it's just I'm so glad you're gonna be close to home. that's awesome
1: yeah it it's it's gonna be great, so I did have one paranormal thing I just ran across, and I thought it was interesting, actually, it's a couple of little things. Uh, So as it's been reported for the last several years, it appears that the government has been releasing a lot of UFO related material they released Actually, I think there there were some UFOs in Southern California that some pilots captured that were on the mainstream news if you recall, it looks like a top in the sky and they're tracking it and they're like, what the hell is that? And some other UFOs were filmed down there, but it appears that the attitude of the government is to release more and more information. They just released an ass ton of documents regarding UFOs uh, from the archives. So it seems like the government is opening up a little bit to releasing some of what they have on UFOs. I doubt they're releasing. They really know, but you know, they're definitely giving us some breadcrumbs regarding UFO situation on the planet. Uh, But there are a couple other stories out there that have been making uh, Uh, the rounds and uh, one of those things is the title of this article is called UFO crash debris being studied at Stanford so supposedly the Stanford and it doesn't specify how they were received this debris but apparently they have been studying UFO crash debris from crashes that go back to basically Roswell in 1947 and they're using a new technology on this crash debris. Uh, I don't know how new it is, but it's called multiplex ion beam in imaging. And it's usually a technology that's used for looking at tumors and studying breast cancer and stuff like that. So apparently they've been looking at this debris and they are kind of perplexed because they know that this metal is not naturally occurring, And the composition was not like any metal that we know of. He said that the ratio of isotopes in the metal doesn't make any sense as far as their current understanding is concerned. Now, they're not flat out saying that it's UFO technology, which is a little confusing because that's the way the article is titled. Um, But maybe the person writing this article is taking liberties, but... Apparently Stanford is studying metal stuff purportedly from UFO crashes and that they cannot uh, really identify it, and it's really mystifying them. The other interesting that came out that is related to that is somebody kind of used the back door to the Freedom of Information Act. A lot of times when people try and get information of UFOs from the government, they say, hey, give me your UFO files and they get what they get, but somebody decided to kind of do kind of a back door with it. Instead of explicitly asking for UFO files, he wanted documents regarding a metal that is called nit- nitrinol, which is a very bizarre metal. And back in 1947, the crash of Roswell, one of the properties of the, <clears throat> not properties, but uh, the people that initially found the crash there said that the metal couldn't be burned, it couldn't be cut, and if you you could crinkle it up and then it, then it would go back to its original form. And what's interesting about that is apparently this nitronol, nit- nitinol, nitinol, the nitinol, uh, is a metal, a strange metal that returns to its shape. So if you beat it, it will go back to whatever shape it had before. So people are making the tie between this nitinol and the crash debris at Roswell. And so they're trying to make the connection that this nitinol is actually technology or metal from crashed UFOs. And, you know, maybe we got the technology from the crash at Roswell, and now we're just calling that metal nitinol and so it's kind of interesting little bits and pieces little cookie crumbs coming coming out there uh that could be related to evidence of extraterrestrial craft so that's what i got wow
0: interesting yeah there's a lot that we don't know about that's interesting how you you know there's there's so many things that are out there and you know i don't want to say no they're they they do not exist i mean just because we don't see it here in our field it doesn't mean that it does not exist. I mean, it's just like, you know, most people, things that are metaphysical or in the paranormal, or even just, you know, medicine, you know, uh, whether it's traditional medicine, Ayurvedic, Vedic medicine, Chinese medicine, you know, chiropractic, sometimes, you know, we just, just because, you know, it's not absolutely visible doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So it's quite interesting. But, uh, yeah, um, so, yeah, we're going to... I don't know. What were you going to talk about? I, you know, this is what I've been going through is, is, I've been talking about, um, you know, with, with my energy and everything, it's about minimalism. And I don't know about you, Jason, but you know, Christmas is a time. I'm going to go kind of, kind of throw this out there. Christmas is the time for everybody buying gifts and being able to go and, and, you know, celebrate and this and that. But what I'm finding is, is that it's, keeping it really simple, buying things, you know, with intention and being able to go and spend time with friends or family, things like that. So, um, you know, it's just so hyped up with everybody buying online and things like that. But I think the real spirit of Christmas, it should be every day. I'm kind of off the beaten path anyway, even with my Chinese medicine, but you know, it should be every day. Christmas should be a way of giving. It's a, it's a way of life, not just one day, one day a year. You're, You know, you get together with your family and your friends or, you know, being nice and getting gifts. I think that's that's kind of really distorted. I don't know about you, but I kind of feel that way.
1: Well, I've never been one into the holidays. I've never been one to particularly enjoy receiving gifts. Now, I will buy myself presents, but uh, (laughs) in terms of getting them, eh, (laughs) I'm kind of a Scrooge I'm not really into. I'm just not into the holidays. <laughs>
0: <Bombers>. <laughs> well, this year is the first year we're going to be staying home. We usually go to the kids' houses, you know, but, you know, the kids are working and so we're going to celebrate either the day after and hope that it doesn't snow or maybe the week after. We don't know. You know we'll see what happens. So, you know we're just uh, hoping that if it works out okay and i don't you know i don't have everything set because of the weather and everything but uh if everything okay is okay we'll be able to spend some time with the kids and the grandkids
1: well i i wish everybody the best holidays you know with this whole Omicron thing going on they're making it sound like it's going to be worse than delta because everything with the media is, the sky is falling. And so I think I'm just going to, because I innately have no interest in Christmas, but I'm still going to err on the side of caution and avoid people whenever possible. Uh, Just because, you know, I'm a loner anyway, so (laughs) I'm right at home.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, me too. I'm, you know, I like being home by myself. I, you know, just being home where I have, and uh, it, it's really nice. Uh, you know, the time it seems like the only time I'm really going anywhere is if I've got a, you know, like yesterday I was on tour for a day, and uh, I was, you know, at the Hilton Hotel and, and doing some greetings and things like that and uh you know it's okay but I I enjoy being home. I really do. I I just enjoy being home with nature, communing with the animals and uh, just, you know, communing with the with the trees and everything else. So yeah, I'm I've become a home buddy. But I can be very social as me, you know, I can be social as possible too.
1: Well you live out in nature, which is fantastic. Where I live, it's not terribly uncommon to hear running gunfights in the street in front of my place.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's Oh, ridiculous. my
0: goodness. Wow. Huh. So, anyway, there's, you know, Christmas is coming, supposedly, and, uh, you know, I like the celebrations and bringing people together. It's the spirit for me. It's the spirit of bringing people and spending time if you can with family or your pets or anything like that. So, but uh, I don't know if you heard, uh, did you see on my, um, on my Facebook thing, did I tell you about that rabbit? I was doing some Chinese medicine. You know, I do a lot of remote stuff. You know, I don't have to be there just to do a, a treatment, uh, you know, to do a session or a treatment. And it's interesting how um, this rabbit came with this client of mine is uh she's she i've read her before she's but um i would not say a regular client i shouldn't say that she is a client but to me for reading and she said oh my gosh sherry you've had some um you know good luck with animals and so her rabbit literally had a uti her rabbit had a uti and had three bladder stones so two consecutive treatments in chinese medicine It disintegrated, literally, medical jigong, it disintegrated the stones. Three days, clear, clear as a bell. I said, you're clear, your rabbit's clear. It was like five, six days she took it to the vet, ran tests, everything. It was clear. I was so, so honored and so relieved to have that rabbit recover fully.
1: I I um what was I going to say I've never thought in a million years that I'd ever talk about a rabbit with a UTI (laughs) I didn't even I didn't even know that was a thing
0: (laughs) well we can get one if you can we can get a urinary tract infection or bladder stones. of course animals can get it but having the diagnosis, she took it to the vet. It was bleeding, you know, it was bleeding urine, everything. It wasn't eating. It was hiding. And to me, you know, <laughs> I think in a medium also too, you know, it's like, okay, well, that does not a good sign. They do that when they're really sick and on their way, you know, kind of really sick and going to die, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, she took it to, uh, she went to urgent uh veterinarian, you know, in, in Scotland and, and it, sure enough, it, it, the, the results in the testings was uh, UTI and, and, and three bladder stones. And she was giving, she was supposedly giving it some syringe feeding. The medication went along with the, you know, mushy, whatever food that they eat or whatever in a syringe. But she couldn't do it. She couldn't even hold the rabbit. She couldn't even catch the rabbit. She was crying. She was had food all over. <laughs> she said she, when she called me, she was desperate. She was in tears. So I said, okay, why not? You know, we're going to try it out. We'll try, we'll try the Chinese medicine in distance and, um, you know, show me a picture. And she was there when she saw me do the treatment right in front of her video and everything. And it's like, okay, your rabbit's clear. We're going to do two treatments. I figured it was going to be two. So two t- treatments consecutively in two days. And the third day, the, the urine, no blood. No blood. It was eating. It was amazing. Chinese medicine. I love Chinese medicine. It's amazing. I've seen some miraculous healing. I love it. I, I just love doing it. So yeah, I, it's it's all good. <laughs>
1: so I, I actually have a UTI story. Since we're on the, and for anybody that doesn't know what a UTI is, urinary tract infection. Do you do you want to hear my UTI horror story?
0: Why not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Paranormal Horizons, let's talk about UTIs. Uh, it, I have not had it. It's, it's pretty uncommon for males to get UTIs. But uh, so I was working in a hospital, and one of the things that I had to do, which I hated, and I may have mentioned this a couple of years ago, but I had to draw blood. And let me tell you, I, I'm a big ogre. If anybody, you see me, I'm over six foot two. And I'm big. And my hands are the size of frickin' dinner plates. So when you're drawing blood, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard, especially in a hospital where it's inpatient. People are sick in bed, that sort of thing. And some people have really tiny veins. And sometimes veins don't work. And can you imagine my giant hands trying to stick a needle? Anyways, so I was okay at drawing blood. I was never one of these vein whisperers. But I, I've was successful at some pretty very difficult blood draws but while working in this hospital I, I just started there and I was doing phlebotomy it wasn't my main job but it was something I kind of had to do i think somebody called them sick so i like had to cover that shift and i was like oh god cuz i hate it every time i got called to do a blood draw it was just like my anxiety's through the roof mainly because i just hate people and so one of the things so well, when you're drawing blood at that particular place, you draw it. You don't do outpatient, so it's not like people coming in to get their blood drawn. It's like inpatient, sick people. You go to the you know med, surge, ICU, and when the ER has trouble getting blood from somebody, they call the phlebotomist, which I was covering. And so it was not uncommon at all actually very often you would have to go to the emergency room to draw the blood because they couldn't get it. But a lot of times it wasn't because they couldn't get it. It was just because they were lazy or busy. You know, they'd call the phlebotomist to go up there. And so I was there, it was, I think it was my first day drawing blood. And I okay. called to the ER, the emergency room twice. And uh, I draw the blood from the patients, no problem. Everything seemed completely freaking normal to me. And so I'm going back to do my regular job. And the next thing I know, I see the nursing supervisor down in the laboratory, and she's goes to the back room with the laboratory supervisor. And I get called back there, and they're questioning me questioning me on these blood draws. And I'm like, I what? What? Going on, and they're like, "Well, one of the patients complained. They, should, they said that you you touched them inappropriately." I was like, "What?" Now these patients are like in their seventies, right? I'm like, "What? It's happening." So, oh uh, wow, one of these people, you know, it's like the worst thing ever. Like you get kicked out of the hospital. There's this big investigation and blah 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 blah, and you know, it's like. You know your world is crashing in. You know I'm, I get on the phone with my mom and, and we're like we're gonna sue it. we're we're gonna sue somebody over this because this is bullshit. And so anyway, so what it ended up happening was the, one of the patients, one of the two, um, had a you know a raging UTI, and apparently I didn't know this at the time, but when you get a bad UTI, it affects your your brain, like. Like you can have it so bad you can hallucinate and do all this sort of thing. Now, the good thing for me was the husband was in the room, so when they talked to him, he was like, "No, he didn't do anything." Blah 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 blah. So I was exonerated. And uh, but yeah, so that's that's my that's my UTI story. So ever since then, anytime after that, I don't drop blood anymore. I work in a specialist department, but uh, anytime I draw blood, you know you're you're in the room with somebody of the opposite sex. It always made me nervous because it's like, you know, anybody can say anything. You right, know, if, exactly. If they just don't like you. One person said that I had evil eyes. What the hell does that mean? Does it mean like I'm a serial killer or something? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> But at the same time, I you know so there all there were all those weird experiences at the same time. It wasn't all bad. I had some really amazing patients that just thought I was amazing, you know, and, and some great stories. I threw blood on a gentleman that you know was on the beaches of Normandy and D-Day, you know. So you hear these great stories. I have a lot of great experiences, but unfortunately, when you have, and this is true with anything in life one poor experience can kind of spoil all the good ones.
0: Yep, that can yeah, really one, kind of put one, a, a damper on your on your how you feel, you know, really. It's true. It really is. I mean, is there a way that when you do that you can have witnesses so so like, you know, like now when you go to a the doctor there's usually somebody that's there you know, I if I go to the doctor, I like to have my husband with me, to be honest with you, because you just don't know. You know, you want to protect yourself. So, you know, and, and I don't know. I just I just think that if you had somebody with you as a witness and they have somebody that would have a little bit of a buffer in case there's some problems with the person that is – you know, may not be mentally stable or hallucinating, or you know, or a little bit off the rocker. So that kind of protects you.
1: Yeah, and you, and you could do that. I mean, it that that sounds good on paper, uh, and you and you could. I could do that, you know, at the time. But um, it's, it's, it's oftentimes it's not practical because you, I mean, you're going to track down a nurse or somebody to be a witness and it's 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 a it's a freaking headache you know because everybody's busy they don't want to sit there and waste their time while you're drawing somebody's blood you know it's easier just to get in and get out kind of thing
0: wow wow that's crazy so there you, that's you why know, I like.
1: you should always have a witness
0: that's why though. i like me- that's why i like medical You i don't have to touch them in order to do my work. <laughs> no touching people, necessary. People are
1: just, <laughs> people are crazy. I mean, I see it every day. I, you know, just even driving home, people driving like psychopaths. And it's like, what, what is wrong with people today? I mean, there's great people, but, man, people are just, and I don't know if it's a pandemic making things worse, but people are just like extra crazy.
0: Well, you have a lot of probably a lot of the Californians that moving in. Hey, you know, <laughs> it's uh, they drive like crazy. You know, when you when you're from California, they drive like you know their speed limit. You know, when I was growing up, their speed our speed limit was sixty five seventy five. You know, on the on the highway on the regular freeway or highway. So, you know, when you're used to dodging in and out and driving really fast, and you're coming up here to Oregon. It's different, you know, and sometimes their mannerism, you know, they, they're they so busy and getting up there. They don't think about other people. They don't have any common, common courtesy, let alone respect, and it just really makes it hard, and people have road rage. They're in a hurry instead of taking time and, you know, relaxing, and it, it's all about ego. A lot of it's all about ego and getting right now, and it's really hard. It's very difficult.
1: Yeah, you know, one of these days I'm going to get out of this city life and, um, you know, I've been uh, fantasizing about buying, uh, just living out of a van. Now, granted, I have high tastes. I'm talking like a $130,000 Mercedes Sprinter van with a custom interior. <laughs> I just like, that just sounds so alluring to me. Just put everything I own in storage, everything I don't need. Go buy this fancy ass four wheel drive Mercedes van. That's got little kitchenette and a bed and all that, you know, recess lighting and, and just hit the road and go live by rivers and shit. <laughs> wow. That's what I want to do. I decided that that's my, that is my goal to get out of this rat race that we're stuck in, which Virtually, well, most people are. You know this whole nine to five thing, where you slave away, making the people at the top rich. that just sit at a desk and do conference calls all day, making millions of dollars, while the the little people, like myself, at the very bottom of the pyramid, make barely enough money to pay the bills. And I'm so sick of that system.
0: Wow. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's just a matter. Of, yeah. It's- um, yeah, this this hard. Very, very difficult. Hey, how's the, let me ask you, since you work in the hospital settings, are you guys pretty full with the COVID? Um I see that the numbers are dropping in Oregon, but are your are your ICU beds full or what's the situation there?
1: Well, I don't work in a hospital <clears throat> I will, but uh I work in a regional uh laboratory. So I oh, okay. I don't I don't really see see any of that at all. I work in pathology as we've talked about before, so I I I'm more of seeing disgusting tissues and tumors and hands and feet, you know, in jars and legs. It's surprising how heavy a leg is, by the way. A leg cut off below the knee. Surprisingly heavy. <laughs>
0: So they actually have that in like a jar, like, you know, like a museum, but, you know, those things that are in the museum, like they cut it off and they have them in some kind of solution.
1: <laughs> yeah. So all that stuff, you know, when you get a biopsy or a tumor or your, your um, mastectomies or whatever, your hands cut off, it comes in a plastic, <clears throat> plastic cup, not, not, Unlike what you would put your lunch for the day in, you know your Rubbermaid tub, tub, and it, it's all sunk in in formalin, which is a solution that has 10% formaldehyde, and which keeps it preserved. And then occasionally we'll get a fresh specimen, which is on nothing or saline. But uh, yeah, it comes in formaldehyde. Those are all those nastyish kind of chemicals that I have to. Deal with which I'm not too thrilled about because a lot of that stuff leaks. You get it and it's all leaked in the bag, and you're getting like formalin with mixed with cervical juice on your gloves, and you know it's just kind of disgusting.
0: Oh my goodness! Wow! (laughs) Jeez! Oh my goodness! And
1: oddly enough, and, and this hopefully this isn't offensive to people. And I've I've never really understood this, but when you go to a hospital with something stuck up your butt, it goes to pathology and it gets grossed by the oh. pathology assistant. So if you get okay, like yeah. a shampoo yeah. bottle stuck up there, and they take it out, it it goes it comes to us, which I don't understand. Okay. G- grossing is just it's the uh, pathology assistant is just. Measuring it and and giving a visual of what something looks like. So why they need to do that for a rectal form body that you clearly can see is a Pert shampoo bottle. I don't know. I I find it funny actually.
0: Oh wow, yeah. Probably everything <laughs> has to be inspected, huh? Have to be examined through lab and microscope yep, and comes out out of your body. and what. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's the stuff crazy. that you see, it's 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 really fascinating um how how complex our bodies are and how they can just turn on you in a wild way and create just these disgusting fluid goo filled cysts and and tumors and uh so that's just a lesson to eat right and take care of yourself. Not that I mean it's all genetic, but you know what I mean. It's better to take care of yourself yeah. and not get the diabetes, so you have your, so you don't have your foot cut off and put in formalin.
0: <laughs> that's horrible. Okay, let's not talk about that.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Speaking crazy. speaking
1: of diabetes, I had this. I, we're just talking about whatever, but I was, it's not paranormal, but it's okay. So, my friend, a year ago he uh was pre diabetic, and you know he got his blood checked and everything, and it was high, but he didn't have he didn't have the betus yet, and so recently his vision got all all wonky and stuff like that, and he was having all these like diabetic symptoms, and he went into like full on di- diabetic ketoacidosis, which can be can be fatal if your blood sugar gets high enough, you go into a coma. And that was an example that if you are pre-diabetic, nip it in the bud or else you end up with full-blown diabetes. And so I was like, you know what, I know I'm pre-diabetic. I know my blood sugar runs a little high. So I went out and got one of those uh, blood sugar thingies and and I've, have been monitoring it because that's it's something you, you don't, I never used to think diabetes was a huge, big deal, but it affects so many organ systems, your cardiovascular system, your circulation, everything. And so if anybody listening is pre-diabetic, they need to monitor that and watch their diet because once you go to full diabetes, it's really hard to get that under control.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. My PSA. That's true. Yeah, I just, like I tell people, you know, just keep your immune system, keep your immune system uh, as high as, you know, like you said, eating right, exercising, movement, just your basics, try and eat clean, so that's what you can try and do, I think I was in the best shape of my life when I was running, went running, you know, competitively running for 23 years, and then going right directly into bodybuilding so you know being you know into the bodybuilding is it's all healthy and it's all about moderation so when you look at you know you you can't be going from one extreme to the other it's all about moderation
1: yeah i'm kind of to a point I, i firmly believe and i don't have any data to back this up but I kind of believe that regardless of what condition you have there's a natural means to treat it it's just a matter of figuring out what that is but of course the medical system wants and big pharma want you on a drug not saying that that doesn't help but I believe that diet and exercise are can cure a lot that's why lately for the past couple weeks I've been trying to eat a lot better now I did eat some uh, Carl's Jr. today, but that's not an everyday thing. But I'm right. like making my lunches and eating more vegetables and stuff like that, you know, because I've you know, my heart is all messed up, and it just never beats correctly. And not that it's a medical emergency oh. or anything, but it, it's, it's freaking annoying to have your heart constantly beat irregularly. And so I'm it's thinking, well, you know, the one thing... <laughs> the one thing left to try is eating better because it can be something as simple as an electrolyte that maybe I haven't had tested that is just off a little bit. Maybe I'm low in, you know, something. And so that, that's my goal is to, uh, to lose weight and to eat better because I think that will can make all of us feel better.
0: A lot better. Absolutely. You should make an appointment with me. You should go and, uh, you should do a medical, um, uh, medical Jigong scan, just a, just a scan, not the treatment, but see what's going on, looking at, the, you know, everything, your organs, your blood, your, your bones, your everything, your sinews, your chi, everything, and kind of get an idea of what's going on, what kind of uh, imbalances that you may have. It's interesting how you go and they see people. You know, like I tell people, there's two things that will always tell me the truth, no matter whether you tell me or not. It's animals and how their behavior and their body, animals, birds, and the human body. Always. Will always tell me in the natural state. You don't have to open your mouth. So, you know, most people are very uh, disconnected to their body. So they're not able to see or hear or feel or anything if there's something going on. But, you know, as a medical medium I can see right through and see if there's any type of imbalances and in, in how it's functioning and how it's um you know, how it's supposed to be. So yeah, it's um I see the subtleties very much so. I pick out the subtleties that most people don't see. But yeah, you should go in for a session and see what's going on. That way it can help you maybe guide you to what you can maybe you know help yourself that's what it's all about is empowering you to help yourself to be whole
1: well it would definitely be a busy session for you because i know i my liver's whack everything's screwed up so. be a, a, an all day of favor to scan my ass but yet i'm still alive why am i still alive yeah. i have no idea
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, so you know it's just like I said. It's just a matter of uh, moderation. Do a little bit of exercise. I'm still, you know, I'm still lifting weights. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, I don't have a show to go on yet, so I don't have a show picked out for bikini. But um, you know, I do tai chi and qigong every day to keep my energy pretty much harnessed and work with my chi and everything, so I can help those that need help. But, um, yeah, um, it's, it's all about moderation, moving around, simple things, do things that are, you know, just really healthy, keep it simple, nothing elaborate.
1: Keep it simple, words of wisdom.
0: (laughs) I know, I'm the living testament. (laughs) Oh, man, (laughs) that's crazy. But, uh, yeah, um. So, what else are we gonna talk about? Nothing new in the paranormal uh you know arena um yeah, just um I'm just been doing readings um doing a lot of animals. It's awesome. I'm doing animals, and you know it's um um what else what can, what else can I say? Just pretty much the same old thing. I'm not you know nothing new, nothing elaborate, but I just love doing what I do so. Well, I'm
1: glad you love doing what you do. Most people can't say that. Most people are like me, just, you know, dreading having to do the nine-to-five thing.
0: Yeah. Well, you gotta find your niche, find the things that you love to do, oh my gosh you know if you if you have interest of go doing you know like an example if you have an exa- if you love gaming, you know make make it so that that you're so good at it that you maybe can do it as a part time gamer where you where you're getting reviews you're doing reviews or something, and get paid for it, doing something that you love.
1: yeah I'm still trying to figure out what that is what 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 can I do? am I talented at anything? not really no, no, this is not I am not a musical person. I don't think I'm talented in anything. I'm talented at looking mean and imposing and <laughs> just being visual visually frightening, but that is really my only talent.
0: Well, you like playing games. I know you like playing what video games right
1: yeah, I so, so you know, it surprises me how many people. I'm pushing 50 years old. It's surprising. I play a lot of VR games, and it's surprising how many people are actually older. It's not just kids playing video games. There are people even older than me. I think I even ran into one guy that was in his 70s. I mean, yeah. Oh wow, Look, a kid. that's great.
0: Yeah, that way you can meet new friends. <laughs> no, oh, I can say that because you don't like people, right? <laughs>
1: let me tell you. Let me tell you a story about not liking people from today, no less. As you know, I am, am am a heavily addicted gambler. Slots, you know, slot machines. I have been hitting those slot machines, the state-run ones. I don't go to the casinos; those are ripoffs. But you know the state many states have video lottery terminals with thing that you would find at a casino, so that's my thing that's what I love to do and today i I mean I'll sit there for hours and yes i I will lose obscene amounts of money, but it's an expensive entertainment so I went out today to do that you know and uh sitting there it's busy it's in a restaurant you know and you're you're in the bar area but People can eat in the bar, and there's just a ton of people there. There's this one guy who – you, do you know people that are loud talkers, that everything that comes yeah. out of their mouth is just loud, right? But so there's yeah, this guy it. there, and I swear to God, he will not shut up. He is talking to everybody. He is talking to the people sitting next to him, and this is, goes on for hours. And I'm sitting there trying to focus and get in the zone, pressing the button, you know, and this guy is a loud talker that won't shut up. And I'm just thinking to myself, how much I hate people. And he even started talking to me, and then he tried to hand me a $20 bill. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I don't, I don't need your money. And I'm just like, super nice guy. Don't get me wrong. Probably to hang out with him. But just a loud talker that won't shut up drove me up the walls.
0: Wow. Did you tell so him that, I, you hate- you... Did you tell them that you didn't really want to engage? You were kind of wanting to kind of, you know, be by yourself?
1: No, because I'm just kind of one of these guys that just, I I suck it up. I'm a, you know, I'm just like, uh, I internalize it because I don't want to be rude. You know, the guy is clearly a nice guy. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be that jerk. But uh, it's just like, like, I mean, hours, hours.
0: Oh my gosh. Sounds like he's uh, pretty much attention deficit. You know, he doesn't have any, you know, needing people to talk to and lonely.
1: I just, I, I mean, I, I enjoy talkative people in that. When you're a hardcore slot machiner, such as I am, you just want to, you want to zone everything out. And it's a very difficult when it's, Somebody's a loud talker that won't shut up. Wow. So, on, you're not a gambler, so you wouldn't you wouldn't understand.
0: No, I don't. I couldn't waste my money. I'm sorry, I couldn't waste my money. That's how I see it. I'm the opposite from you. I couldn't waste my money going on the slot machine. I, to me, it's a waste. I could be, you know, adding value to other people's lives. You know, feeding the poor. or helping with the rescue. You know me, I'm, I'm rescue. I'm all about rescuing animals and, you know, I can see the money that could be used to a different place than gambling it away. Seriously. Wow. I mean, oh, I, I years that. ago, wasn't even <laughs> years ago. It was like eight years ago, nine years ago. My husband, we wanted to go to seven feathers, you know, casino Plopped down 20 bucks. And after $40, I said, I'm done. I didn't even enjoy spending on the slot machine. I didn't even enjoy it. And I'm thinking to myself at the time, I could thought I could, that was halfway point of buying a brand new pair of running shoes that I could be wearing, you know, preparing for another marathon or something like that. You know, that's how I think, you know, being able to use that money for, you know, (laughs) for more healthier (laughs) addictions.
1: Well, I used to be that, I used to be that way. I used to be like that. I never, I used to not be a gambler. But when I was betting a fifty, 50 cents and won two thousand dollars, I got hooked. Really, you know? fifty cents
0: and yeah. two thousand dollars? Wow!
1: Yeah, wow! And you here's, you, want, you want to hear something completely ridiculous? You want to know how much I play? I've won fourteen jackpots this year. Fourteen. <laughs> how ridiculous.
0: how big were they? Were they big? Okay. The like, vast how, like majority $100? of them are
1: – no, the vast majority of them are 1500 The biggest was over
0: $4,000. Mm. Okay. Then the other part of there, the balance of that is how much money you've invested. So are you coming out ahead? Yeah, Are losing or you're
1: <laughs> – yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the point. <laughs> if you're coming out of hand, but, uh, then that's a lucrative uh, occupation.
1: <laughs> let's just say I pay oh. my bills and and everything else goes into those damn machines, which should be outlawed. And I'm bad, but I actually have a coworker that is actually worse than me, which is hard to believe because on a scale of one to 10 in terms of one of these slot wow. gamblers, I'm probably a solid seven but there wow, are people out really? there I, there are people out I there think, that take their rent you know and and blow everything and it, and their lives are destroyed by it it's important not to get to that point you have to have some, yeah, some restraint
0: I couldn't sleep at night you know I just see with me I just don't find any fascination with you know, um, blowing my money like that, you know, just gambling my money away without any, you know, having any value to other people or anything, you know, for animals or something like that, or helping my family or even helping myself, you know, to evolve. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I, that's, that's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't say that. Even correctly. I think
1: it should be against the law it destroys lives it really does it's not destroying mine because I, i i take it to a point that i don't exceed and put myself in hardship but a lot of people don't have that restraint and i mean they lose their houses some people even have robbed banks to go play i mean that's how addictive and they're designed to be addictive there are people that sit there and you know, how can we make this as addictive as possible? And that's why they call slots the crack of gambling, because that's what it is. It's like, in fact, they did a study, uh, some brain scans, some brain monitoring um, while people are playing the slot machines, and their brain activity was the same as, as you know, smoking crack. So it's, it's, it's the, that's why it's the wow, crack of gambling.
0: Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I can't tell you anything. <laughs> I'm not into that kind of stuff. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> oh my,
1: that's my I, other PSA. Don't don't get started.
0: No, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't even go near a gambling slot. Just no, and that's not for me. But uh, now, if you want to hit me up at a gym, that's fine. I, I'll go. I'll go in the gym. You know, hey, what do you want to do, leg day? You want to do delts? You want to go back? I, <laughs> I can do that. That's, that's way too much work. <laughs> oh, well, you know, with the pandemic, it's interesting because I've built my own gym. And, you know, having the you know, having to worry about diseases and the COVID and everything else. So I just like, man, I might as well spend the money and buy my home, my whole home gym. So I've got my stuff. I can do my lap pulls. I can do, you know, all the things that I need to do, right rows, everything I need to do pretty much. I mean, I, the only thing is I don't have a cage where I can go and do squats, but I've got a squat bar. So I go to my acupuncturist. We go and body build together and, it, you know, it's great. I can do my squats. I can do, you know, a couple things because he has a cage. That's all he's got. But at least I can do, you know, that kind of stuff. So, but, uh, yeah, it's you know, you got to do what you got to do. But will I go back to a gym? No, not really. No, I've been through it for three years. I'd rather work out at home. I don't have all the sweatiness and people and money and everything. I just work out at home.
1: That's the way to do it.
0: That's the way. Heck, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Andrew Perot, I am going to say, Andrew Perot was on for a couple – Couple. What, what was it, about two weeks ago? She's awesome. Yeah, she talked about uh, – really quickly, she talked about um, – you know, her time, uh, her family was at the her house at uh, The Conjuring, the, the home, the movie, the big movie called The Conjuring, one, two, and three. For those who don't know, The Conjuring is based on Andrea's family. And Andrea Perone is a personal friend of mine, and she was on radio. It's quite interesting how she was talking about... There was a lot of paranormal teams and, you know, a lot of things that were going on, but they were pretty quiet. I mean, it was happening, but, you know, they were a little bit um, quieter than what they would normally be. We're talking about the spirits that were in the house. It was very enlightening, very, very enlightening to hear from her.
1: Yeah, wonderful, such a kind-hearted lady, you know, just a a very nice soul.
0: very nice, very nice. Always in, really enjoy having her, and, and I and I thank her, Andrea. Thank you for you know being able to call you on your cell and just you you know within a couple of weeks. I'm you know we got her on radio, live on radio. But normally, if it was somebody else, I'm, I'm very blessed. I mean, we really you have to book her out six to eight months in advance in order to get her on on your show if she wants to come on your show. So I'm very very blessed to have her come back anytime I I called her it's uh, it's amazing she's a sweet gal but uh anyway so what are you going to do you going to be uh home for christmas too not much you going to be working
1: uh you know I don't even know when christmas is when is christmas next saturday
0: <laughs> is it
1: the 20 something it's this saturday yeah the
0: 20 next saturday this coming saturday oh this coming saturday which is yeah i don't <laughs>
1: Is it so, terrible? I don't even know what day it is today. What What is, it, what is the date today? <laughs>
0: today's the 19th. Isn't it like the 19th today or something? Exactly. It is. It is the 19th. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, so,
1: but we're I didn't even home. think about
0: it. Yes, it's just Saturday. We're staying home. Well, like I said, our kids are working, and uh, our oldest one, she's out of state way on the East Coast, so we're just kind of staying home. We'll, we'll have the kids over and the grandkids over and the next you know, whatever next day or whatever we happen to as long as the weather holds up, we'll see what happens. But anyway cool. Um, wow. oh. yeah, exactly. We're getting close to time, but um, yeah, anybody who wants to get a hold of me, uh, psychic medium sherry, it's spelled C H E R I. You can call you can get a hold of me on Facebook. Uh, Psychic Medium Sherry, C-H-E-R-I, again, or you can uh, get a hold of me on www.psychicmediumSherry, C-H-E-R-I, dot com. And uh, if you want to book a reading, whether it's Chinese medicine, medical qigong, medical scanning, um, I'm also a natural-born psychic and a medium, so if you would like to... um, book a reading with me uh just get a hold of me and I'll get back to you in between clients but in the in the meantime yeah join us over there uh January January 22nd Vietnamese Lunar New Year festival that's going to be on uh at the San Francisco market and San Francisco supermarket and it's uh 5235 southeast 82nd in Portland it is going to be going from 10 to 5. So I will be there. Hit me up. Say hello. If you want a reading, whatever you want a reading or treatment, come on out. I'll be there. And, again, thank you, Al, for having me be part of this celebration. I'm excited to be part of it. And um, in the meantime, hey, you guys, everybody, happy, happy, merry, merry Christmas, happy New Year.
1: And with that, uh, you've got the dashboard, so I want to wish everybody a good Christmas. Hopefully, everybody has a safe and fantastic week. And we'll see. Oh, we'll do a pre-record next week, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. We're going to do a pre-record. It's, it's right after. We can go after. We can go with the week after. So we're going to be off next Sunday, but we're going to be live back on air on what January second right? Yeah, yep, January 2nd we'll be live on air at 7 o'clock um, Pacific time.
1: Yeah. All right, well with that, right. I'm going to cook me up some dinner and then be lazy and, uh, and that'll be it.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody take care, be safe, be safe and take care of yourself, love one another, And just, um, yeah, just uh, be safe. So um, further ado, take care. We'll see you in two weeks. Take care. Peace, everybody. Bye. Good
1: night, everyone.